imagine loving your life the natural mind, body and spirited way, taking your life from being overstressed, over anxious, over committed, overwhelmed, overeating, overthinking, to being naturally wise in tune and unstoppable. If you're ready to create a life you really want and deserve, then this podcast is for you. Hosted by holistic health coach, psychotherapist, yoga nia and mindfulness teacher Suzanne McAllister. Feeling whole and at home in your body and life. Well, hello, good morning, good morning to your weekly episode of the Inspire Transformation podcast with your host, Suzanne McAllister. So today I want to speak a little bit about our mind and broken hearts and can we truly trust our mind when our heart is broken? And is there something that we probably can all relate to. I'm sure most of you are there listening to this podcast, searching for inspired transformation to make your life brighter, lighter, more meaningful and more fulfilling, which is, by the way, that's my, my mission in life to help you with this, to make you less anxious and to make you more courageous and help you through life challenges. So this is what I do in my programs and on the one-on-ones. So if you are interested in that, you know, all the links are down there in the show notes, how you can get in touch with me. SuzanneMcAllister.com is my website. So let's dive right into heartbreak. And I don't know, I this week had this amazing conversation with somebody from my past. <laughs> and we used to hang out, I think, from when we were 12 Till I ran off to South Africa with the somebody that nearly killed me. So if you haven't read my book yet, how she spreads her wings, um, you can read it in there. And I also write a little bit about and stop chasing shadows. But anyway, this is not my story. We'll get to my story one day, but not yet. All right. So this is what um, what happened to me. So I would be hanging out with her. And because of the way I did grow up, so, you know, I grew up without knowing my parents. I grew up with my grandparents. There was a lot of shame involved in my upbringing for what my parents had done. And everybody in the little town knew about the things that they had done. And so what I had, I had not got a clue. I just had this, I'm super sensitive to energy. So when I meet people, I read their energies. When I walk into a room after it has been a fight, it's like, I have to clear it first. When I sit with people and I have a coffee and stuff is going on, I can sense it and I, you know, send them healing and try to um, help them out. Not always, because sometimes I just want to be a friend and I want to rant about things that happen in my life. I'm not always the therapist. I'm just me. And I want to have fun and I want to enjoy my life. So let's talk about when that was not the case and talking about heartbreak. So when I used to hang out with this um, girl, so her name is Sabina, uh, we would hang out with people and we both made really bad choices for the reasons, her different reasons than my reasoning. But yeah, having a heartbroken, so of course I fell in love with this guy who was no good at all. He would just have his big red book and write down how many girls he could get and then how many girls he could dump. 
Um, I'm sure he's doing better now. <laughs> Actually, heard he's married a few times. But yeah, I hope he um, ironed these habits out because that would just be really horrible, wouldn't it? So anyhow, I had my heart broken by this guy and uh, it was just terrible. And then heartbreak, of course, after my husband passed, which is eight years ago now, my heart was broken. And do we ever completely heal when our heart is broken and shattered in a thousand pieces? And our heart can break in so many ways. So it doesn't have to be that greatest love that you ever had disappointed you. But it can also be um, a super close friendship with someone that you have. Yes, it can be a relationship. And it can be also when your children uh, move away or, you know, they start their own life and they put you into the um, category of, oh, that's just mom or dad that, you know, they're there for me when I need them, but, you know, I'll hang out with my friends. And they all have that face. But, yeah, so heartbreak is a big thing. And I've realized that I try to guard my heart and um, be safe and not trust or give myself fully because of past hurt and past disappointment. So today's episode is about can you trust your mind when your heart is broken? Because what are the things that you think about and that you justify and what is going on with your heartbreak then? Because the emotional pain is just so excruciating when your heart is broken, doesn't it? Nothing else matters. No one else matters. You can barely function or think or move I feel like kind of removed from everything like in this bubble and sometimes we feel in a haze and we feel trapped and in a shattered world so all we can see is the person that broke our heart or the person that left us and it's always easier when we're the ones that are leaving isn't it somehow that makes it kind of better so heartache is just terrible so it can also be as we age and we might have somebody that got an illness that takes them away from us, like we're just thinking about Alzheimer's and dementia, what actually happens when the person that you are married to, that you did your life to, is still that person in body. You can see them, you can touch them, but they might not even recognize you or their personality might have completely changed. They might have to live somewhere else away from you and this is not how you have envisioned your life. You might be you know, still living your normal life, but you can't move on, not like when someone dies and you have the grieving phases and all the phases that you work through, but when that person is still there and around and you're still married, how do you move on from that? So there's like a whole social stigma attached to that. What would people think about you? Because your wife or your husband, you know, is still around, but they don't give you the things that you would need because they just can't, they don't have that faculty anymore. They don't have that capacity anymore. So there's a whole new... Um, generation of people that are dealing and facing that problem right now as we speak. And um, that's that's a fairly new um, thing that we have to deal with in, in society. And their heart are broken because how can you look at that person that you love, that you had children with, that um, 
has been a person that you thought you grew old with and then they don't recognize you anymore or you know they are forced to live in a home and you live somewhere away so heartbreak can come in many 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 ways the the loss and the death of someone um, not only about um, breaking up so but our mind has sometimes a different agenda because our mind frantically scrambles for things to make things better to justify and um so what we want what we want most is for the pain to ease to stop hurting so badly but sometimes that's not what our heart wants uh, what our mind wants sorry when our heart is broken our mind might have a different agenda so we might deceive ourselves and making things worse so if we want to start to move on we need to really get to know ourselves and you know like that's that's what i believe we're here i believe that we're here to sort our shit out and i believe that we're here to walk each other home and to realize that we're all one and to um really get this bit that we're all one and that we're all connected there's no uh separation really we're all made out of the same atoms we're all made out of the same stuff and and the things that we it's our, our ego is just made out of you know prefabricated likes and dislikes that we come up with but we're all beautiful souls and we're here to have this experience but it is all an illusion so let's not forget that all right so why cannot why can't we trust our mind when we have a broken heart Because one of the things we need to do is, is we need to accept the reality of the breakup and we make the efforts to move on if we can. And so we need to reduce the amount we spend thinking about that person who broke our heart and um, yeah, diminish the presence of him or her in our thoughts, our lives. And do that slowly, slowly and surely because if someone breaks our heart or we need to uh, move on, there's no point in seeing that person 24-7 is there. It's just like this wound that keeps keeps opening and coming, even though if we think it's not like that, but energetically, we're still hanging on, hanging on. And, you know, our mind wants to do the opposite. Our mind actually wants us to think about the person that broke our heart. We want to hold on to the pain and never to forget um, <laughs> the other person. And... Our mind actually wants this because it's trying to protect us. It, and that's a big, big statement. So our mind keeps doing this because it's trying to protect us in a manner that it normally does. So if something causes us pain, like a hot stove, our mind's job is to remind us to not to touch it, to make sure that we remember how painful it was the first time. The more painful the experience, the more mind will labor to make sure that we don't forget it, that we don't do it again, so we never make the same mistake again. So given how excruciating our heartbreak is, our mind will do everything it can to keep that pain fresh in our thoughts so that our mind is going to trick us and it's going to keep going over the things. It's going to talk about that the person that broke our heart was the best, the only one. And um, especially like when we want to have that person back, we just see the good things and the amazing things about that person and the best qualities. It's a really unbalanced and unrealistic and idolized portrait of that person who broke our heart, isn't it? It's just going to make things worse. 
And we think about that your mind makes us think that the relationship made us happy all the time. And, you know, no, it didn't. No relationship does. So there must have been plenty of frustrating, annoying and hurtful moments that actually led to the breakup. And sometimes we just, our mind doesn't see it. Um, or it might say, how hey, if we text them or contact them, or if we just could have that one last night or that one last conversation, uh, we feel better and we could change things. So there might be this big urge to text, to message, call, and email, be really, really strong. But doing these things, they just make you feel more desperate and needy and, and really hurt your self-esteem. It's like you've given that other person like your whole power and you've nothing left for yourself. And, you know, we also think about that talking about this breakup and this bad relationship or like how it all happened and what he did or what she did is going to ease our pain. It actually doesn't. So uh, when I help my clients with this, yes, we talk about it. We talk about like... Um, to good point, the bad points. We talk about uh, where her his responsibility lies. We talk about the things that um, she or he wished they had done better. We like we do analyze it, we examine it, but as a learning process, as something like if you um, crashed a car, where you look back now and you think, oh, what could I have done better? You know, would I have been better equipped if I had done a safe drive? <laughs> if I'd done a safe drive course, which means would I be better equipped if I had a coach in my life like me? Okay, plugging myself here. But um, would it have been better if I hadn't um, been so distracted when I was driving and tried to find this song on the radio or something like that? Uh, you know, so we go into if I hadn't been that distracted with talking to other people, you know, all of these things. Yes, so we're going to an analyze it and then we deep dive into it and we have like an ICT, an inner connection session where we rectify things, where we change things and then we put it to bed and we peace out on it and then we don't bring it back and bring it back and bring it back and bring it back because really the things you want to manifest in your life, these are the, the rockets of desire thanks um, to Abraham <laughs> and Esther Hicks who calls them these. And I love that. It's like you're shooting these rockets of desire into the universe, the things that you want to manifest. And you don't do it from a desperate and you don't do it from a lack and you don't do it from a I don't have that. So if you just shoot rockets of I really want that person back and he was amazing or you keep beating yourself up about the things you should have done and you should have, should have, should have, could have. And if I'd only, that doesn't do anything for you either. So we need to trick our mind um, out that into actually figuring it out and then focusing on what we want next. And maybe what we want next is hopefully a time to recalibrate, to reestablish, to actually figure out who we truly are, to implement the things that we've learned from that relationship why did it go wrong? Maybe it just ran its course. But if it runs its course, what about the next person? What if you find that other person that you think that is your soulmate and everything is, wow, fantastic. And then after the, the honeymoon phase is over, you know, then everything goes just downhill from there on. Because yes, at the beginning, you'll be talking about 
all the things that you did in your childhood and the things that made you who you are and your likes and your dislikes. Uh, but how long does that last? Right? It might even last five, six years. And then what? So we need more in our relationships, don't we? We need like this deep soul connection, but we need firstly of all the self-love for ourselves. And firstly of all, we need a deep soul connection to ourselves. Your biggest and most priority in your life should be the soul connection to the divine and to you. And everything else will fall into place and everything else will manifest for you. If you're like vibing on this high vibing you, then you will manifest the people in your life. You'll manifest the life that you want because what you're doing is you're shooting out rockets of joy and bliss and who you are while you're truly connected to yourself. You do the things that make you happy. And I'm not talking about in a selfish way where you know everybody else falls by the wayside, but you might be sitting or having a walk at the beach or having a walk through your town and really taking in the beauty around you and if it's just a tree in a, a big city you know you'll see this you'll look into people's eyes and you'll see I when I look in, into a person's eyes I truly see the God spark in them I see the potential and that can be anybody even the most downtrodden person that really doubts herself I do see that in them and you will see that in yourself when you truly get to know yourself when you um, when you start clearing out all that rubbish that you believe about yourself all the things that hold you back so this is why this is the inspired transformation podcast because this is what I try well this is what I'm doing here I'll help you to let go of the things that don't serve you and create more of the things that do serve you so that you can have a life that's full of bliss and a life that is joyous to you and then to everybody else. All right, that was it for me for today. I hope you enjoyed this a little bit. And um, I was just inspired to really talk to you today about your heart. So to open your heart um, and your heart chakra, that's actually, so the color of your heart chakra. So if you're not into any of this spiritual stuff, that's okay as well, but you could still use it. <laughs> so the heart chakra, the color is green. So I always, um, you know, try to heal yourself. You can wear a green top or a green piece of jewelry. And um, the key words is, of course, I love, I love myself unconditionally. I love myself. And the sound in the, um, well, the yogic tradition and the Hindu tradition is yam. So the heart, you know, gives you this unconditional love, compassion and harmony in relationships. And it's the link between your mind, your body and your soul. So take a moment to send um, from your heart loving and healing energy in maybe in the form of blue or green ways for peace and green for healing and send it to everyone and everything unconditionally. And this love will be returned to you for your own, own healing because what you give out is what comes back to you a thousandfold. So if you give out this healing and then you can put your hand on your heart as well and speak to your heart because, you know, 
trying to keep your heart safe. And I tell you that from my personal experience, does not really work because you still get hurt. And if you're not open 100%, how can you expect another person to love you 100%? How can you expect to find that person that you totally click with? Because we'll have to surrender to the thoughts that it might be completely shattered into a million pieces. But better to have loved, but to have not loved ever. And better also better to be hurt than not to have loved ever. I um, truly believe that. And I'll leave you with this for today. Have a beautiful weekend.